AG All right, the squad back in full force, except for Ramu, who might be half force, coming back from a, a partying weekend, a weekend of raging in South Beach, Florida. We'll go around the horn. Ramu, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, oh, man. You know what? So we went on this boat um, to Biscayne Bay, and like we're going past all these incredible homes, and I totally get it why people, like why the heat recruits so well. It's it's South Beach. It's gorgeous. It's awesome. It's party capital of the world. Oh man, a lot of fun. I like that. Meanwhile, Mark, how's H Town down? H Town is good. Watching my team right now, trying to trying to hang with Mark Sanchez on Monday Night Football. It's it's big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have the mighty have fallen. Um, Hari, how's, how's sleep training? Oh, sleep training going great. This is a uh, soothe yourself week. So you got to teach the baby to, you just got to put the baby to bed and say like, you figure this out. You're a grown up. Learn how to sleep. <laughs> so this has been a pretty dope week also. Every week of parenting is one week where you're like, am I being a good parent or am I torturing this child? That's mostly what it is. Interesting. Um, Wait, sorry. I'm going to pause really quick right there. So you just, you, so if she's like crying, what do you do? You wait three to five minutes and then you go in and then you like touch your belly and then you say like, dad, daddy's here. And then you wait for her to stop crying and then you leave the room. She starts crying and then it's just that over and over again until one of you breaks. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> wow. Interesting. 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 All right. Well, there's uh it's an exciting time of year because we're gearing up for the NFL playoffs. The bulls are just announced. And so as expected, uh, the jackets are primed, pristine, wonderful program that we have um, coming off the heels of a big announcement uh, is headed to Detroit, Michigan for the, what is it? The quick lane bowl? What are, quick lane bowl. Oh, yeah. Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. So I just want to go around the horn really quick and get everyone's opinions on how this bowl play ended up for the Jackets. Um, and then I also would like to know if, Ramu, are you going to go watch them? So maybe I'll start there. Ramu, any <laughs> any any small inclination to go watch these Jackets play on December 26th in Detroit, Michigan? No. When I got out of Michigan, I decided I was never going to go back there. Once you get out of Michigan, you don't go back. You graduate. Detroit, that's, that's, that's the big pull for Ross, uh, Ross Business School, right? That's the big city for Ross. That's it. That's that's the core recruiting base for that business school. Isn't that correct? Isn't that, well, I'm, I'm surprised you're not going. No, I, I, if you if you didn't hear the news, uh, Financial Times has just ranked us number four in the world uh, business schools. Uh-huh. And we, we end up going to places like New York City, like San Francisco, like Chicago. We do not go to Detroit. Nobody I don't know. It's, it's Detroit. It's a huge, huge pull for Ross. So if you're interested, Ross Business School. That's their slogan. Uh, we're very close to Detroit. That's it. You go to you go to Emory. <laughs> you go to places like Valdosta, Georgia. You go to places like uh, Bumblefuck, Nowhere, South Carolina. Uh, you just go to the best places out of Emory. <laughs> Atlanta is a major. Uh, it's, it's an institution. Atlanta is an international city. Uh, Detroit, similar, right? It's like Quick Lane. The official tire sponsor of this bowl is doing so well. Crushing it. Fascinating. 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 All right. Well, sounds like Ramu, who would have been our best chance of any of the Flex Squad pod to make it to uh, 
make it to Detroit. It's not I happening. am like, I am so sleepy, and this motherfucker's riled me up with all this <laughs> NBA talk. <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. Gotta love it. Uh, Hari, give us the give us the lowdown here. How did this play out? Uh, it is not playing well with fans, alumni, writers, players. No one is happy about going to Detroit. Um, I just saw Jackets are favored by four points in this game. Um, I would go heavy Minnesota or Minnesota Moneyline. Minnesota's who we're playing. Is that correct? Minnesota? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would go heavy on their Moneyline because it does not seem like anyone is excited about going to this dumb, stupid game. And they have, like, as usual, everyone who has a month to prepare for the auction, like, crushes it. Um, like, I want to believe, like, Paul Johnson will have, like, he's going to come out with some, like, shotgun plays because his last game is just going to be crazy stuff. But, like, actually... Um, no one wow. is happy about this. Like our writers are yelling at our athletic directors. Um, fans are yelling at sports writers. Players are upset about it and think like this is some like big diss. I, I like don't really get it. They're like much worse places to be. Like I understand in the bowl rankings, this is pretty low, but like at least we're not going to Boise. At least we're not going to Shreveport. At least we're not going to some other horrible place. So like we're not going to New York in the middle of the winter, like all these places. I'm not really interested. So yeah, this is a bad bowl, but also like this is also isn't a very good team. That's them the breaks. There you go. Simple, easy, makes sense. Um, yeah, I I'm not totally sure what to think of this. Like in some sense, I wonder if this was just like, well, this Georgia Tech program, the coach is leaving. There's like not a lot of buzz around it. The fans aren't going to show up, even if it wasn't like the one of the bowls in New York or Annapolis, Maryland, Maryland or any of those. So we're just like. Punt, punt, punt. Looks like we're in Detroit. Um, so I don't have a lot to say here or a lot to add. It's unfortunate, but we're on to bigger and better times with, what, Ken Wisenhunt, I guess? No. Which, after that Monday – no? What's the, yeah, what's the rumor mill, Mark? Fill me in. What's, who who we have in line? So here's the thing. Like, in the, in the five days now since our coach has, got, has retired, we haven't done a damn thing to get a new coach. We're, we're just, like, in this limbo <laughs> – where our, our AD has, one, been failing to lobby to get us into any way halfway decent bowl, and two, just like in Dallas working for the college football playoff committee, not really working on the coaching search. So, like, the fan base, from what I can tell, is already very antsy and very negative on this coaching search. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Also, as I know, going back to that, the bowl selection, Georgia Tech has the had the lowest, had less than 60,000 people come to the last time we were playing in Orange Bowl. You'd have to go back to 1993 to see a lower attendance than the one that we had um, at our Orange wow. Bowl. That's the reason we don't get, and get invited to bowls. I'm sorry, everyone. We actually have to go sense. to bowl games, and no one on this fucking podcast is going. And all we do is talk about the fucking jackets for like 10 minutes every podcast. So, I don't know. <laughs> I would have gone if it was in New York. I would have gone if it was in New York. I would have gone maybe if it was in Shreveport, if I could just convince one of you no, to come with me. No, <laughs> none of us are going to Shreveport. Stop. <laughs> it's no, to means defense. Temple. He did go to Shreveport one time. He did do that. Yeah, I've, I've been to – I'm the <laughs> only person on this podcast that hasn't – like that has gone to a bowl that's not named the Orange Bowl. So call me a true fan, everyone. Um, what, what, anyways, happens, what happens to his contract? What happens to his contract now? So he, he this goes away. He got, that's incredible. I was thinking this, about this. This office is so boring. He left his own. This is incredible. We must have <laughs> slipped in his two mil like under the table, right? Like it? No, I can't. He like, gave maybe us the money back. 
There no. There were one set of footprints in the sand, and that's because Paul Johnson was carrying us. He was carrying his contract. And yeah, it. okay. Listen, like, what what the read... fuck does he need money for? He's going to go live in backwoods, western western North Carolina. Like, he does cash American uh, dollars. Number one location for the Emory School of Business. I see. <laughs> that's a... Oh, man, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I I guess I still <clears throat> I still think there's like a part that like maybe we like slipped in like a half a mil or like something along those lines. Um, but what's interesting is actually I, I looked this up before the podcast. Uh, his total earnings, um, essentially like ever since I think he started making or excuse me starting at, starting at Navy, so over the last ten years is something like. 21.5 million excluding bonuses which is like crazy like this man made 22 yeah, million dollars coaching the option over 10 years like it's unbelievable i don't know i find that fascinating so anyways let's go around the horn uh and talk about the bowl game that all of us is most interested in i want to start and for me there's one bowl that popped out off the page when i started looking at gambling lines in conjunction with bowl games, and that is the Valero Alamo Bowl. Iowa oh, State yeah. versus Washington State in the Alamo Dome, San Antonio, Texas, indoors, which is key because the last time we saw this Washington State team, it was fucking crazy weather uh, for the Washington-Washington State matchup. Um, Hunter Renfro like, could barely hold on to the ball, and they ended up losing to Washington, which is the demise of their season. Um, and also unfortunate because it proved that Mike Leach can never beat, uh, what's the guy's name again that came from Boise State? Peterson? Yeah. 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 Uh, can't beat Peterson. Um, he only put up 15 points in that game after hanging up fucking 69 against Arizona. So I looked at this line. I don't know. Has anyone else seen this line? I have not. It I'm looking wa- at it now. Washington State minus four against oh, Iowa they, State. Who just got those a points. point win against Drake. Come on, give it to me, man. There is like I get that there's like this Big Twelve inclination of like, well, Washington State kind of similar to the Big Twelve, crazy offense. But like, I look at Iowa State um, and say there is nothing that special about this team. Um, they've let Texas Tech hang thirty-one. Texas put up twenty-four. Kansas State put up thirty-eight. Um, Oklahoma put up thirty-seven. Like. I guess they have a good defense, but it was really just because they held West Virginia to 14 points. Outside of that, Oklahoma State put up 42. Like the over/under for this game is also intriguing, which is 54 and a half, I believe, right now. So yeah, Washington that's the real State, number. 54 and a half. It's crazy. Yeah, but it, I whatever both both of them. This this has got to be Washington State being able to cover. They are a much farther superior team. It's just the fucking crazy weather loss against Washington that, like, will hold them back. But the Alamo Dome in good old San Antonio, Texas, got a nice roof over it. So I ain't worried about weather there. Give me Washington State and put put all my Bovada account on it. Uh, Mark, is there a bowl game that sticks out to you? Um, not necessarily from a gambling perspective. Just one that, like, uh, low-key could end up being a really fun game is this Camping World Bowl. Um, you've got... Syracuse and West Virginia. Um, both these teams, like kind of like you're saying, this could be a shootout. Um, I think Will Greer is going to try to go out with a bang, especially given the fact he's trying to kind of up his draft stock. Dino Babers runs a fun program um, at Syracuse. This, this one's like sneaky fun. It's like on that Friday before the, the New Year's weekend 
like th- this is one that'll like be on at the bar and you'll see it on you'll be like oh this is cool i'll watch this um while doing other things but like really that's all you can ask for out of like 95 percent of these bowls and then um, i don't know if we're gonna we'll talk about the playoff later but this uh this ou alabama game i think is going to be interesting not in the sense of like i don't think alabama's going to lose but like i think it will be like the best matchup of bowl season is alabama's defense versus kyla murray so i'm looking forward to that also agree there agree there and i also meant to put in in my little run through a little shout out to texas georgia i think that's just like a really really interesting matchup but hari what's uh what's the bowl game that catches your eye oh y'all saturday december 22nd Mobile, Alabama. One of the top for every student. The Dollar General Bowl. Troy versus the money machine of the Finger Lakes. I don't know. It's not against Buffalo. It's not against Finger Lakes. Y'all, Buffalo laying three points against Troy. If you haven't been, listen, we talk about a bunch of dumb stuff in this podcast. You got to know this is a good game because the Twitter account is the only place you get the good picks. The good picks are always Buffalo and always do first half live in basketball. Buffalo, put your money on it, and then follow that up with Hawaii Bowl right afterwards. Hawaii is at home in Honolulu with laying two points against Louisiana Tech. I'm pretty sure Hawaii will cover that because they're in Hawaii and there'll be no Louisiana Tech fans because I don't think there are any airports in Louisiana. So I like it seems like you'd make a shit ton of money the evening of December 22nd and then buy all your gifts because the next bowl game doesn't come until the 26th. You have plenty of time uh, to buy all your gifts. Uh, just by making money off those two games. <laughs> That's a good you can't one. Get your money, you can't get your money out of Bovada unless it's a two-week check or Bitcoin. Right? <laughs> yeah. You have, yeah, here's what you have to do. You have to switch all your money to Bitcoin, put all your Bitcoins on this game, take them all their Bitcoin <laughs> down before it crashes, and then spend it. Wow. Oh, but is boy. It, I thought Sounds Troy like... was good. Is that not true? Troy is good. I mean, good? This, they're fine. And actually it's like kind of a home game for them. But like, I think Buffalo like wants to like, those guys want to play on Sundays, like Tyree Jackson, who's uh, like the MVP of the conference. And then that crazy wide receiver who's also going to be playing on Sundays. I think like they want to show off a bit and might like flang it. I like really the number maybe you might also want to look at the over under. Um, I would definitely hit the over here, but you know, listen, Buffalo has not let us down except for one game this season. I'm going to put more money on Buffalo. I love Buffalo. I think they're the most fun team in the country. Put more money on Buffalo forever. <laughs> oh, boy. That's Sounds amazing. like we're about to open up that 529 account for baby Maya. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Maya, here it comes. Dollar General Bowl. We're all going to be in Mobile. That's a live, the live tweet week. We're going to drive to Mobile and talk about it. I, I kid you not, on one of my on my Google Chrome on my laptop right now, is Google Maps directions from Atlanta to Mobile. And I was like, ooh, maybe maybe I'll come into Atlanta early. We'll go to Mobile for this game. <laughs> if you want to oh, listen, if you are in town, I will go to this Mobile Dollar General Bowl. Well, it'll be a it'll be a oh, great time. It'll be a great time in Mobile. I will consider it. Uh, Ramu, bowl game. Tell me, are you watching Michigan or who are you intrigued by? <laughs> No, this one was a fun one for us last year, just based on the Twitter account. Uh, the <laughs> what bowl game is this? What is that Bahamas bowl game? A Toledo FIU twelve twenty one. Yes, to kick things kick things off. People are just getting real hammered in Bahamas, just bringing the beer into the game. Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't even care about the teams. I just want to follow the Twitter account and the news on this game. Oh my God, that's so true. I forgot. And like, what was it like? No one came or something? 
or and if you, you can like buy if you type in the Bahama Bowl into Google, there's just a picture of an empty stadium. That's it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just assume that it's going to be empty. They have like years and years Listen. going back of the fan base. There just being no fans in the stands. Yeah, I was you couldn't get me to go a lot of the bowl games. You I'm not going to Shreveport. I'm not going to Detroit to see the Jackets play anywhere. You could get me to go to the Bahamas Bowl. This sounds like fun. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, Wait, as a as a sidebar, I'm considering adding to like our rules about gambling. Like, are we? Sh- is there any scenario where you should gamble on like most of these bowl games where it's two teams that probably don't care? Like, I think outside the playoff and like the New Year Six, and then these like Troy Buffalo games with like two mid majors who care. Like, I think all of these are stayaways. Like, if you uh, teams that care, the only ones that care are UCF and teams in the playoffs. That's it. I mean, right, the rest of them exactly. don't care actually. Yeah, that's true, Hari. Like, I wonder if your boys from Buffalo, if they're going to do the whole, like, well, we're dropped eligible, so we're going to sit out the bowl game thing. Well, the bigger deal is if they had had won against Northern Illinois, they're the MAC champions and probably had, like, a chip on their shoulder to defend the conference. But being second place in the MAC, like, there's nothing to fucking go for there. And Troy has, like, a little bit to play for, maybe, because they're, like, they're probably going to have more fans there, but I don't know. Probably nothing. You're right. Fair enough. Yeah, not a terrible, not a terrible thing to add to the list of nodes, which will, uh, as it builds out, we'll have to share it with the uh, with the listeners via the Twitter account. Um, all right, that's enough college. On to the NFL. Uh, which what is it, Mark? Fourteen, thirteen for your Eagles at halftime. Yes. Oh, interesting. Um, I d- I've also keep in mind, keep in mind, ten of those thirteen points were scored with Mark Sanchez at the helm for the for the Redskins. So things are going well in South Philly tonight. Guarantee you. <laughs> Your team is so overrated. I don't know how they were getting six and a half tonight, but whatever. I literally said those uh, exact words on the same podcast last week. There's no, yeah, and yeah. it's happening again. They should be eight point yeah. underdogs at Dallas. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. Uh, so let's get started with that line. Eagles at Cowboys minus four over under forty three. Jesus Christ, uh, Mark. <laughs> apparently, you think this line is too low. What do you, what's your this line is too low. Listen, in this same stadium, the same Cowboys team just dismantled the Saints on national television, and you think this broke ass Eagles team is going to do any better? Like, lay these four points. This Cowboys team, I'm done betting against them. I'm done losing money. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring this up because, in some sense, I should like be very excited. Like, we, I, I think. That Saints win might have been the best win I've seen as a Cowboys fan in the last, like, four years. Like, I don't know the last time we won um, a big game like that, especially at home, especially on national TV, for that matter. Um, you know, we've always lost that, like, game, uh, last year, last regular season game to go to the playoffs. So, um, But I look at this Eagles game, and I'm like, God almighty. Is there a way that Jason Garrett, like, actually has this team rolling and, like, can, like, give them 10 days to prepare and be able to defeat this Eagles team. And initially my head said no, but then I thought about it some more. And like the second half of that Saints game was ugly, but like we were just a barely missed Dak Prescott throw away from like sealing that game, winning 20 to 10. And I think it would have been a bit of a different storyline. So look at this Eagles team coming off a short week. I mean, obviously it's a must win for them, but it doesn't seem like they're able to like get up for big games. Like in theory, this Redskins game is a must win. And then on like fucking fourth and one, they go for like a two yard loss. And like the Giants game was a must win. And they had to like crawl back and like win that one. So I'm not really convinced that, um, that this team is really that good. 
And so I look at this and I say, I think I've got to take the Cowboys here, but I, I think it's a stay away um, just because there's obviously a scenario where the Cowboys lose this, but if you're going to gamble it, give me the Cowboys minus four. Ramu, now that your Falcon season is done, can I get you on the Cowboys bandwagon? He knows I'm online. He knows I'm looking at stuff. So he sends me a Google chat that says, I am currently at the Bahamas Bowl. And I'm here to tell you why it's the greatest thing to ever happen in college bowl. Why are you sending me these articles? Sorry. I'm about to buy my plane to read the Bahamas Bowl right now. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to the Bahamas Bowl. Let's go. What, what sport are we talking about now? I'm only thinking about the Bahamas Bowl now. <laughs> We're talking about the okay, Eagles uh, Cowboys. Okay, uh, no, so the line is 43, over-under is 43. Uh, that's still too high. I would take the under here. These Both these teams aren't very good. Uh, Eagles <laughs> might only score seven points in this game. So, yeah, I would like, I like the under here. All right, easy enough. This game was 47 in their last outing, so whatever that's worth. Um, Hari? Cowboys? Yeah, I, I took no. I'm I'm done. NFL, first of all, is stupid and dumb, and no one cares about it anymore. The new thing is MLS soccer. That's all anyone cares about anymore. Um, so yeah, give me the under in this game. Under is the only play here. There's literally I'm looking at their points per game. There's no two numbers I could add up for Philadelphia and Dallas that get to 44. Like even if I took their top numbers from like home one team's home versus another team's away, there's like no way I could do it. So uh, yeah, give me the under in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. If the Cowboys win, this feels like a 20 to 13. Or like, what is that? What was the math? That'd be 17, 10, 17, 7, something like that. Um, I guess 20 to 13 looks as well. Um, oh, well. On the Onwards and upwards. Falcons at Packers, minus six, over under 48 and a half, coming off of a juicy Mike McCarthy firing. Falcons fans, Hari, I can start with you, buddy. <laughs> is there any chance they win this game? Um, no, there's not a chance that we win this game. Um, first of all, there like used to be a time where like we couldn't even go up to Green Bay and win a game in like decades. And then Mike Vick came and like won that game in Green Bay and we're like, no, oh, now we can definitely beat them. Um, it's just like, it doesn't feel like a game we can win. This Falcons team is in like a legitimate death spiral. Um, and the real story here is like, actually like this Packers game, whatever, I think it's like mostly a stay away because of McCarthy firing. Um, but I'll take the pack here on the points. But the bigger story I think is, for the rest of the Falcons games, home games for the rest of the season, if you are not betting the away team money line every time, you are a fool. The Falcons barely filled up half the stadium last week. The energy is completely gone out of the city. Like there are some rumors that the Falcons are like petitioning MLS so that they can like somehow pair Falcons tickets with Atlanta United tickets next week to like try and get people to come <laughs> to games. It's a fucking what? disaster in the city. <laughs> So, like, if there is, like, the Falcons, like, if you are like, oh, Falcons, three-point home favorites, like, you should for for sure take the other team for the rest of the season. There's, I don't think there's a chance the Falcons win another home game for the rest of the season. Like, maybe we might steal one on the road for some idiot team, but this season is spiraling down the toilet. Just flush them now. Let's see how high our pick would be. Interesting. Do we, just as a quick side note, do we want Dan Quinn back, or are we out on Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn is fine. This is an injuries year. That's uh, that's the only thing you can blame it on. Like the secondary has been garbage, but like really it's an injuries problem. Like Matt Ryan was on great pace at the beginning of the season. Like there's nothing you can do when the entire defense gets hurt. I, I, there's no one to blame for that. Fair enough. Remove my other Falcons fan. 
What are we doing with this game? Uh, I'm just going to read more quotes from this Bahamas game. So (laughs) 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 there's a native family in front of me, literally braiding each other's hair. They told me I have no clue about how football works. They just want to have a good time. One of them offered to braid my hair. My hair is three inches long. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? It's a drunk fan that just walked in the sideline and high five a player on the other team. <laughs> That's amazing. This sounds about okay, right. I'm uh, not surprised by any of this. Uh, 48 and a half, really high. That's It's the under here. Uh, interesting. Okay. High for what used to be. I, I was looking at this, and I had to like double, like double take at the fact that – the records of these two teams are a both more below 500 and like they're like significantly below 500. Like what the Falcons are five and seven and the Packers are four, seven and one. Like it's, it's unbelievable to think that what two years ago, this was the NFC championship game. Um, yeah. What a fall from grace. Uh, it's unbelievable. And I stand by like, I'm not so sure Aaron Rodgers cares this year or will ever care again. Seems like he got his $80 million contract and just like, all right, now I'm going to just go date some more supermodels and NASCAR drivers. Um, so I'm a little... I, I, I like, do hope he starts dating other NASCAR drivers. That's the big thing. <laughs> if, yeah, if he doesn't stop yeah. being a factory, he's just like Joey Logano and Tony Stewart. Suarez. Just, yeah, then things are going to get out of hand for this Packers team. I have a, I have a very good feeling of the, the fan base up there. Uh, in Wisconsin, uh, maybe get tense about that. <laughs> well, do mean, I just don't see why they why they get an extra three <laughs> points. Like what? Because Joe Philbin is their coach, they get like an extra three. Give me the. I'm getting a free three points here. Give me the Falcons. Plain and simple. Mark, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm like kind of taking the opposite side of the argument you just made. In that, like, I think Aaron Rodgers came into this year and like his one goal was get rid of Mike McCarthy, and now he's done that. Now he can go back to trying. Like, I think, like, it's, like, the undercurrent there for the last couple of years has been some discord between those two, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is always going to win, and now he finally got his way, and it's 100% his team. So I think, like, I think this is a little bit of a bounce-back week for them. Um, like, I think that fan base is going to rally around them because, you know, it was pretty ugly outing here uh, yesterday at home. So I, I can see them bouncing back. Also, at, at, like, all the points are made. Atlanta's bad. They're 1-4 against the spread on the road this year. Um, they're not a good home team. They're not a good road team. They are trending the wrong direction. Um, I don't know. I, I'll take. I probably don't actually bet this game, but I'll lay the six points in the pack. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I wasn't really gonna it's bet gonna, this gonna one. Be pretty, gonna be pretty cold in Lambeau Field, twenty-five degrees. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, but ah, what can you do? All right, on to. I'm actually really only care about one of these games, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch off that last one. I'm gonna talk about Rams at Bears. Bears plus three over under 52 and a half. Uh, Ramu, I meant to ask you, are you going to go to a Bears game at all this season? No, dude, that stadium's real fuck cold. No, you don't go to Bears games. <laughs> but what, just because it's cold? You just yeah, don't dude, go? It might be time to get out of shit. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was in Chicago in like November and it was like 20 degrees. I think it might be time to get the fuck out of Chicago. Wasn't there that article last year that it was colder than colder in Chicago than it was on Mars last year? Uh, <laughs> I think that's correct. December, December 19th, 2016. It was colder. It was minus 13 at O'Hare 
and that means it was colder overnight than in the South Pole, and also colder than Siberia, and also colder than Mars. So, so this is a real thing. It's, it's minus. It's called it was cuddle. minus two in Mars and minus six with a wind chill of minus twenty in Chicago. Chicago it's, garbage. City. It's so cold in this city. The whole city as a whole calls it cuddle up season. If you're single and you just need to have someone that you can stay indoors with, you just find like a temporary boyfriend or girlfriend for like two three months and for just for cuddle up season. And then once the weather gets warm again, you can go back to actually being a normal human being and date like you regularly do. That's the actual thing. Interesting. So do you have a you have do a cuddle up person? Do you have a cuddle up? I mean, I'm not gonna talk about. We're talking. This is a gambling podcast, not a Ramu dating podcast. But yes, of course, I have a. Cuddle. Okay, I'm gonna say yes at okay. minus one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's one way to put it. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna talk about this football game just for a second, which is to say that the Bears are good, and the Rams left a little bit to be desired when they went to Detroit. Um, obviously they ended up winning by two scores, but it didn't really feel like they were in control of that game. I look for Mitch Trubisky to be back. I look for the bears, you know, coming off of an ugly, ugly road loss of the giants. Uh, I'm getting six points here. Again, this just feels like the bears could maybe win this game. Um, it's also what supposed to be fucking freezing cold. Um, and so I'm not convinced that this LA team, albeit they have a good running game is uh is played a cold weather game yet and yet the projection is what 30 high of 32 low of 25 give me the bears here um getting a, a free what feels like a free three points at least mark any thoughts on this game rams bears yeah so i think this one's interesting right because it's like the the rams are the, the new model where it's offense first um speed like a defense that can generate some turnovers but is probably going to still yield some points versus like the bears have gone back to like old school ground and pound on offense and play really good defense they're like by far number one defensive dvoa on the year um but this i don't know man something was off with them in this uh in this giants game yesterday and i fully recognize yeah, chase daniel that's what was up no i and i was about to say i fully recognize that you get mitchell trubisky back but like are we really saying this team is a mitchell trubisky away from being the best team in the nfc like I don't, I I refuse to buy that. So I, I think I think the Rams are a significantly better team. I can see some weirdness happening in the cold, but I don't know, man. Three three points isn't a big price to pay for for what I think is a significantly better team with with a much more explosive offense. Like if this Bears team goes down ten, they they have no chance of coming back. I don't think against this Rams team. So give me give me LA. Hmm. Hari, any thoughts on this game? Um, so I, I agree with everything I've said. I think Chicago is actually a really good team. If you look at DVOA, like Chicago is a pretty average team, but DVOA also takes into account special teams where there's like not a huge spread between the very best team and the very worst team in DVOA. And Chicago is not a very good like special teams team, but like in this kind of weather, in this kind of thing, like I don't think it's going to be a big kicking affair. Um, one of the stats I really like is warm climate teams win approximately only 35% of the time playing at cold weather stadiums when it's cold. So like it, like less than 32 degrees. Um, I don't know. It just like it seems like just everything is going against the Rams, um, and I don't know if they'll be able to sort of sling it around on, the, on this uh, Bears team. So I, I would even take Bears money line here. I think they'll win probably a break. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that as well. Um, all right, that's a nice, efficient podcast, gentlemen. Um, it takes us through our lines, takes us through college football. 
Hari, we've got some discussion to do around this Mobile Alabama Bowl because I'm, uh, I'm currently looking at flight changes, uh, and this could be fascinating. Um, but Time we'll to get ready. that after the pod. There you go. Put the we'll just we'll hedge our trip by betting on Buffalo. It's simple, easy, free trip. Easy. Um, so everyone, happy bowl season. Um, I hope the Cowboys win. And with that, we are out.